This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, Episode 35. And Sheila, our missing man, Jim Crenn. Again. Yeah, he's at the Lucille Ball Comedy Museum in Jamestown, New York. I did not know there was a Lucille Ball Museum, and now I want to go. Well, apparently there's a theater there, too, where they put on comedy shows. And Jim went with Saul Markowitz. Our buddy who introduced us to his son, Brandon Max, who's a TikTok sensation, 2.7 million followers. It all started with a grilled cheese sandwich. I know. Think what we could have done if we had just come up with some shtick, Larry. What would our shtick be? I don't know. Um, it, I don't think it would be grilled cheese. You hear these things and, and you go, how are they able to do that? I know. And who are these people that follow all these other people? That I want to know, too. And what are they doing all day? And, and how can we get those followers? So Jim has promised to maybe even FaceTime us while we're doing our podcast, but he has promised to return. Next week, we're going to be with Tom Mossett, a great artist, and he has an exhibit that's starting called Big Faces, and hmm. it's his artwork, interpretation of Pittsburghers that we know and love. And uh, who have big faces. Well, I don't they do now <laughs> because he painted them that way. Uh, but that's for next week. We're going to talk about Huey Lewis, who had been in town and is promoting this Wings Over Water 3D Rango's Omnimax Theater presentation at the Carnegie Science Center, narrated by Michael Keaton. And they chose Huey Lewis's song, The Power of Love, which I didn't realize you're a big fan I'm a huge Huey Lewis fan. I would say in the 80s, that was my number one band. I mean, I like The Police and Toto, but hands down, it was Huey Lewis. And I didn't realize about that song, The Power of Love. He met with Steven Spielberg. Spielberg wanted him to do a song for Back to the Future, the right. movie in the 80s with Michael J. Fox. And at that time, he was a really big star. And he thought this was going to just be a teeny bopper movie. So he was reluctant to even have his name associated with the movie. But after the lunch, he promised Spielberg, okay, the next song I write, I'm going to let you listen to it, and if you want to use it, you can. So he writes The Power of Love. It doesn't have anything to do with the movie. You know, The Power of Love. It's a, it's a love song. For some but reason, it, it. it's stuck. 
it, it stuck. But you know what? Apparently, Huey didn't make much off the song because he essentially sold the rights to the movie. I think he made a hundred grand off it, and it was a worldwide sensation. But I mean, his stardom took off even more so after that, and he also played a cameo in the movie as well. That's right. I forgot yeah. about mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and but I love that. I band. have a great Huey Lewis story because he was with a band called Clover with some really famous musicians. One, John McPhee, who is the musical director still to this day of the Doobie Brothers, was a guitarist. Huey had real long hair then. He wasn't the clean-cut guy you saw on MTV when he launched his career. I didn't know he ever had long hair. He wore a black vest, a leather vest, and he had holsters where he housed five harmonicas on each hip. Really? And he is a tremendous... (laughs) Harmonica player. That I did know, yes. So the story is, and we'll ask Huey Lewis about this. I had a chance after all this time, because I never got the interview, yet I was in the hotel room with the band, and I'll tell you what happens, and you'll hear Huey's reaction to me asking the question after all these years coming up in our third segment. I am so excited that you got a chance to interview him. And incidentally, you mentioned the Doobie Brothers. That was my very first concert that I saw. I was 16 in high school. And ironically enough, it was the first time somebody offered me a Doobie. I did not really understand at that time what that even was. (laughs) I, of course, did not partake, Uh nor have I. Sure. No, I understand. (laughs) I just thought it was kind of ironic. Well, okay, so we can cut that part out then. No. <laughs> no, no. I said I was offered it. I didn't staying. say I took it. I understand. I, you know. You didn't inhale. I did not inhale. <laughs> uh, so Brandon Max, this young TikTok sensation, of all people, he's a young dude. You know, he's still in his 20s. Mm-hmm. He was a huge Huey Lewis fan as well. And we were invited, Jimmy Crenn and I and Brandon, to go to this it was really a PR presentation at the Carnegie Science Center to meet Huey because they're using his song, The Power of Love, in this film, which is a conservation film, right? Yeah, what uh, gives? But who would have thought it's Brandon who knew all this song history because Brandon was a huge fan as a kid and he loved Huey's music and actually had a chance to interview him. Oh, lucky Brandon. And I know my invite was on its way, but it, I've had trouble with the mail service well, lately. Did, you didn't, oh, yeah, you should have come. If I'd have known <sighs> that you were a big fan of I Huey's. I should have said something. I'd have said, you know, because we just went because Saul said, hey, you guys want to talk to Huey, Huey Lewis. And we're like, yeah, he has an incredible story, though, that you will find out about because he lost his hearing four years ago. He's tone Pitch deaf. That's what I He heard. cannot sing, can't play his instruments, can't even enjoy his own music. He told us, if you put a boombox in front of me, I would not be able to tell you what song of mine it is. That is so bad sad. Is. But, oh, but he sad. can hear he can, voices, He'll look at you. But, yes, oh. he, can, he can make out what you're saying. Okay. But as far as any music pitch or tone, he can't. Can you imagine being... A musician. I mean, that's your life's work. 30 million albums you, That's sold. your passion. And you can't even get to the point in your life where you can look back. and Not that he can't enjoy it. Thousands. Back, but I mean, he can't hear his own music. Concert updates. You know, he's done. And he has no way 
to express that musically or to sing. So they're, they're hoping that maybe there's some breakthrough, maybe a cochlear transplant that he had discussed maybe being able to have uh, that maybe, I mean, he's now in his early 70s, so he'd like to be able to perform sometime. Hopefully it's in the near future. Oh, I would but love But it's an incredible that. story. Uh, before we get to that, you have a love of music, and you got to see the stage performance, Pittsburgh CLO's Jersey Boys. Yes, and I heard you did the promotion for it, too. How was it? It was fabulous. Actually, it's the third time I've seen it. It was so, so good. I mean, you, you forget what Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons <clears throat> contributed to the music scene. I mean, it was a little before my time, but it's it's timeless music. He's, oh, he's so still out performing and he's coming to pittsburgh right yeah he's well how old do you think he is now he's in his 80? 80s yeah and do you know the song um december 63 what yeah, is the name 1963 of that yeah do you know what that's actually about no uh, okay again this is unfiltered so I, i'm just what is saying it? think about the words late december back in 63 what a lady what a night um okay a lady of the night that's what it was about it was one of the band members first experience and he wrote about it. I didn't know that till this very second. You will never listen to the song the same again. This is what you, you learn know that. from the KDK Radio Morning Show, now podcast, Unfiltered, with Sheila Hyland. So are you going to see any other concerts or shows in Pittsburgh this summer? Sticks coming up in the summertime. Um, Elton John in the fall. Going to see Donnie Iris again. What about Billy Joel? No, unfortunately, I'm not seeing Billy. I I wanted to, but unless you know somebody that has some tickets, that uh, I you might know, you might you might I know might. a guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know a lot of people. <laughs> you can you can. I was going to say hooked up, but that's, well, you know what? It's funny. Up, but you know Ed Travisari worked with the Caesar Angler. He's yeah, been a promoter yeah. for many years. Years ago, I asked him. People must crush you for tickets. All it requests. Hey, Eddie, can you give uh-huh. me a couple tickets to the show? And he said, I finally learned. I tell them, absolutely, just give me your credit card number. He (laughs) said, and that kind of freezes some people and then lets them know that there aren't really freebie freebies. He goes, what if you owned a shoe store and I came into your store and just grabbed a pair of tennis shoes and said, thanks, man. You wouldn't That's allow good, that to happen, that right? That's a good analogy. So. And of course, I'm only kidding about that. As no, well. no. I pay for oh, my tickets. No. I pay for it's all a... my concert tickets. No, you don't have to. I do. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to take you to the Carnegie Science Center with Brandon Max, our TikTok friend, and Jimmy Crenn in a conversation with Huey Lewis from the news, Sands the News. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland, episode 35. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland. It's episode 35. Jim is at the Lucille Ball Comedy Museum in Jamestown. This was a last-minute opportunity, let's put it that way, Sheila, for Jim. Good for him. So he, He's really, you know, he continues to rise. It keeps he's getting better with his comedy, too. If you hang out with Jim Crenn long enough, you, he will take you down paths and unforeseen journeys that you would have never expected. Places you didn't know. Right. You know, I, I at one time thought I was a pretty good comedian. When really? I, yeah, even though I was a news anchor, I would occasionally make some quips on the air. And one day, my 
general manager, who is from the South, took me aside after one of my news shows, and he said to me, Ms. Highland, if you're not funny, don't try to be. So how is Jim Hefner? <laughs> you knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. But we'll just I, leave it there. Yeah. Uh, so apparently I'm, I'm really not very funny. I don't know. I but think Jim you're quite charming. Funny. Jim's and funny. And he's rubbing off on us. We're becoming funnier. And he's been hanging out with Brandon Max trying to help him because Brandon has 2.7 million followers on TikTok, and he does these quirky little videos. And it's amazing. You saw when he did a video with us down at 23rd and Vine, mm -hmm. how he put that together and then got 100,000 views. I know. I And he had me do a couple of videos with him as well, too. And they You're didn't cheating get, on They me. didn't get... I'm so sorry. It happens. Wow. It happens. And Jimmy, too. You know? So who would have thought when we had a chance to interview Huey Lewis at the Carnegie Science Center in town for Wings Over Water, this conservation film narrated by Michael Keaton on the big screen at the Rangos Omnimax, that it would be Brandon who knew all the history of Huey Lewis and had a chance to ask him face-to-face -face about his songs and music. This kid has excellent musical taste. Yes, he does. <laughs> I'm telling you. That. I just want to tell you real quick, I know we only have a few minutes, but I want to tell you my story real quick. Please. So when I was a young kid, um, I loved singing. Like, and I still, like, I still kind of do. Like, I still am taking voice lessons. Good. And when I, I would do, like, I would go on my dad's YouTube channel and I would cover a lot of 80s. I listened to a lot of 80s growing up when right. I was a little kid. And, um, like, I would listen to Sirius XM, 80s on 8. Right. And there was one time, I'll never forget this day, and I'm sure my 8-year-old self would be kicking and screaming right now for this moment, where I... Literally, so I had this like portable stereo with the Sirius XM, mm -hmm. and your music came up. And I was like, who is, I, I love the music. Like I, I had heard you before, like in stores, at Target, mm -hmm. and I knew the power of love. Like that was the number one, that was a song that I heard a lot when I was a little kid. Right. And I heard like more of your music, like you had like a special show or something. And I was like, wow, I, this, this guy, his music is amazing. So I started listening to his music, con your music constantly. And I just, I love how it stands out. Like, it's not only is it so 80s, but it's original. I, like, I know you probably haven't had, like, a kid, you know, you know, my age. I mean, tell you that. Well, it's, it's interesting that what, what you say, and for a lot of reasons. Um, because I've never, they, you know, we're not like an 80s band, necessarily. I mean, we, we had our success in the 80s. Yes. But, but you can't say that we're, we didn't, don't have the big hair or anything. And, and it was, exactly. you know, we have a trouble. We used to go on the road. We, and nowadays, they package these tours. So they want two or three bands like this, a heavy metal thing. Mm -hmm. But we, they can never package us with anybody because there was nobody really like us, in a way. We're, we're, we were different. And I always enjoyed that. It was always supposed to be a problem. You're supposed to fit into <laughs> a certain genre. But I love the fact that we were sort of not definable. I, I think that's why you're so popular on MTV. Because it's your age when I started listening. We're yeah. the same age. Yeah, but, but you're every man. Well, you're me. You're me. You're a regular guy. Yeah, yeah exactly. You're, you're, you're a better looking guy, but you're a regular guy. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. When we, when, you know, I made these little videos to get us a record deal. We did with a, this is the advent of, this is 1976 now, and videotape was brand new. You know, they, had, they now had a machine that could shoot you and then you could look at it. That was unbelievable. All our videos were done in film, so you never could see any of that. They have little monitors or something, they edit later. So now this, it was an outfit called Video West in San Francisco, 
and with cable, cable TV was brand new. Cable TV and videotape. So she says, look, we'll make a video of this song and we'll give it to you um, if we can show it at two o'clock in the morning on our show. I said, sure. So we did these little videos and the record company loved it and they signed us to a record deal. And now the second record we have, Do You Believe in Love is the single. And they say, we're gonna do a real professional video on this. We're gonna spend a bunch of money. That's they hired an ad agency guy. He was an ad director. He'd done ads and stuff. And he did this video where we're all in pastel colors with these pastel backgrounds. Oh and we have all the, uh, the shirts are matching the background. <laughs> this is the video where seven of us are in bed going like this. Yep. To the and so anyway, we shoot it all day long. And he's a, all day long. And then he goes away. And then two weeks later, we come back to see the rough cut. And it's us, my band. Uh, there, there's a bunch of people from the record company, a bunch of people from the video company, probably 25, 30 people in this room. And he gets up and he says, look, this is not the finished version. It hasn't been colorized yet, but, but, but it's going to look much better than this. But here's the rough cut. And he, and he shut to life down and plays the thing. And, and, and my heart sank. It was horrible. I thought, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. There was no direction. The guy was singing over to here, and he's wood oh button, there's no point, there's no spot. Oh, I just sank. And when it finished, everybody stood up and gave us a standing ovation. And wow. I, thought, I thought to myself, well, clearly there's no, anybody can do this. <laughs> there's no good or bad. So we were producing our own records, so I said, I'm gonna start doing the videos. <laughs> so we did all those videos and our, and our, our, our idea was to uh, stay away from the song, stay away from a literal translation of the song uh, and, and just goof off. They were always and funny. funny. They were always funny. We're yeah. trying to be funny. So let me ask you this real quick. So The Power of Love, what is that song about? Like what, what basically, when you think of that song, when you wrote the song, like what? It was inspired by my kids. My kids, my, my son was born, uh, he was probably six months. My daughter was, you know, two years old. And I was on a little jog and I just came to me. You know, it was, it was inspired by my kids. <laughs> and two more songs, the um. So you have that, you have The Heart of Rock and Roll. What right. was that song inspired by? The Heart of Rock and Roll was inspired by, I went to Cleveland, right? And, and, and it was just a lot like Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And I had, we had always been told that the, that the, you know, Cleveland was a great rock and roll town. I thought, we're from San Francisco. I mean, <laughs> I got everybody. We're, we're, we're kidding. We have the Grateful Dead. The, you know, I mean, everybody comes from San Francisco. The Journey. We got big band. How can Cleveland? Who comes from Cleveland? Well, exactly. So, so we go play at a gig at Cleveland at the at the uh, Agora. Got it. And it was an unbelievable gig, and the audience was unbelievable. And riding out of town, I said. We're in the bus. I said, guys, you know what? And they're right. I mean, the heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. <laughs> and I said, like a joke. And I went, wait a minute. That's a good idea for a song. And yeah. my band went, the heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. And then I changed it to beating. But, but that was the inspiration. Towns like Cleveland, like Pittsburgh, were the real bands. I heard it in right. the song. Like you, have, you mentioned Detroit. You mentioned Oklahoma City. You mentioned all those cities. Yeah, well, I forgot a lot of them. And I heard from them. <laughs> And it stuck with you. That's the other song. That song I loved as a kid. Yeah, like, stuck, that was one of my favorites. Stuck with you is about you know, about about commitment. It's, that's it's about commitment, and it's how it's not how real love is not always just uh, peaches and cream. You know, there's a, there's it's there's a little sacrifice involved, and you know, a lot of it's just agreeing to stay together. Absolutely, and you also got to work closely, I believe, with Michael Jackson. 
Well, well and we are the world we did, yeah. Wow. So yeah. what was working with him like? Well, he was great. He's I, a, I mean, he is an inspiration to me. He was, and, I mean, he was a, he was a great guy. Michael? Mike, as far as his music, his music well, was well, I, I, Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't know him very well. I just did that one session, and but it was very interesting that, uh, that we are the world because he, he was there and I was here wow. and he sings the line I sing the line and but we're way down on the bridge and the, the, the verse was done you know first uh, Lionel there comes a time when we need a certain call and the world must come together then Steve there are people dying and they go all the way down and wow. then somebody would screw up and they'd stop and they go back but meanwhile I'm over here, I didn't even get it rehearsed my line. And I said, so Humberto, the engineer comes out and I go, hey Humberto, next time somebody screws up, can you just keep going so I can rehearse my line? Stevie Wonder over here has had four shots at it. And, and he's Stevie Wonder. Right. Uh, you know, oh my God. And, 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 and he said, okay. And they said, okay. And he goes back in and Michael goes, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael was really sweet and he knew he was super savvy in terms of the recording process because we did one go round that was obviously it we, we tried once it went failed somebody screwed up went screwed up go all the way through not very good and then we did one pass and went all the way through see they needed they needed it to be a complete pass because all the microphones were live and they didn't want to and that Humberto was fading the microphones so you had a mic 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 and three guys on each mic so one, two, three, one, two, and Humberto has to blend the mics. So they wanted to make it one big pass. Huh. And so they did it maybe the sixth or seventh time, and it was all, it was just, it That's was good. And, we, and they finished it, and now I see in the booth, I'm looking in the booth, and Quincy's and Humberto in there, and Quincy, Quincy goes, I can see you said, save that one. Mm -hmm. And then Quincy goes, all right, let's do another one. And Michael goes, he grabs me, goes, they're going to save that one, aren't they? So, <laughs> he says, that was it. Went, I said, you knew, that you was knew. it. And sure enough, that was it. That was the one. That was the yeah. so, but, are, but he didn't miss a trick. He was, he, you know, he knew what was going on. Are, are you a Jimmy Garoppolo fan? Or Trey Lance? San Francisco 49ers? Garoppolo fan or Lance? Would you keep him? Garoppolo's probably going to be our quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> His fault. It's an 11 man, a 22 man game. I mean, you know. Yeah. They, to, Quarterbacks get too much credit and too much blame. You win with them. You won with them so far. Uh, Joe, you know, Joe's a friend of mine, right? Yeah. And he's amazing. I mean, he's uh, and he's a fisherman now. Oh, yeah? He's a Joe Montana's a fisherman. Mm -hmm. Wow. Fishing with Montana in Montana. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> he was due to come visit here yeah. next month, but he's going to go on to a 300-foot yacht in the Mediterranean. Nice instead. life. Nice <laughs> life. Not bad. Not bad. Well, you have a nice life too. You're enjoying it, right? I, I don't. Uh, if I, I wish I could play music. Yeah, we do too. Uh, play and sing music. But worse, more than that, mm -hmm. I wish I could enjoy music. I, I literally, you could take a boombox here and play one of my songs. Yeah. And I can't tell you what song it is. Oh. Isn't that weird? It, it is. It is. For Horrible. one of the great artists. It, it brought so much joy. To all of us, which still and you still do. I mean, you still I, do. I hear your music all the time. Yeah, obviously, I mean, it's out there. You know, I still. I'm not dead. I'm just. Yeah. This, this, <laughs> you know, it's new things. You know what? Though you're still giving, though. You know, you're you're an artist who gave. You helped people like me, and you know, I related to you, and I enjoyed you my whole life. And, and now you're still you're still giving. 
Yeah, and that's I'm, the kind I'm, of guy I always thought I'm you were. Actually, just you are starting to give, to be honest. I, you know, it, my, you have to be very ambitious in our business. You know, right? And right. Sometimes I think if you have any second thoughts, I wish I wasn't so ambitious. I wish I would have smelled the flowers a little more. You, you know? got a lot of time. But now I'm smelling flowers. It's time. And this yeah. is part of that. This yeah. film is, uh, if you really care about nature, this film is emotional. Right. I mean, right. I, I swear, I get, it gets very emotional to me. Yeah. I, you know, ducks are it's our own. life. Yeah. I, love, I love ducks. They're beautiful. Ducks. They're beautiful animals. They swim, they fly, and yes. they walk. Yes. I mean, and, yeah. and, 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 they're, and they're gorgeous. They are. I mean, they you are. Look, you look, if you're one of, I mean, you tell how did that happen? Yes. I mean, they're gorgeous. I'm just going to add to that real quick. No, the fact that you're, you, I mean, you are an inspiration to myself and so many people, I swear. Like, I'm not saying that just to impress you or anything. But you really are. You really, really are. And I just think it's, I have so much respect for you, the fact that, you know, you want to be able to, you, Unfortunately, you can't perform at the moment, but you're giving back to the community. You're giving back to wildlife. Way and good. that is what, when I, I mean, not that you're old, I mean, you're still really young, <laughs> but when I'm in your position right now, I want to I wanna aspire, aspire to be someone like you, you know? Like, it really, and I'm not just saying that. No, you're sweet. That, that you're I sweet. really <laughs> And it, it took a while, because when this first happened, I was miserable. I spent three months in bed for the most part, thinking, trying different protocols, right. all organic, low salt diet, tried right. chiropractic, tried, you know, uh, uh, acupuncture, and cranial massage, living IUV, all kinds of different Indian protocols, mm -hmm. and all no salt, nothing. right, nothing. And finally, my kids got me out of bed. Said, like, you know. There's so much to do, right? There's so much to do. Look at your, look at your past. Look what you've done in the past. I mean, I, I was watching you know videos of you performing live, and you had crowds of like at least ten thousand people. I mean, that's, I mean, that that will always stay within you, no matter what. And you, you need to know that. You really, you gotta believe in yourself. And I love hearing that from a young kid. You're <laughs> yeah, great. You're I'm making my day. Yeah, we can take a selfie real quick. Yeah, take a selfie. Sure. See, Sheila, how easy that was to get a selfie with Huey if you were there. If you oh. were there. If you'd been invited. So, I didn't know you were a big fan of Huey's. Otherwise, okay. you right. absolutely could have mm -hmm. joined us. Sure. No, I, I heard that you clearly asked for me not to be there. <laughs> no, that's not true <laughs> at all. We you love you, Sheila. You were afraid I would be too big of a fan and I'd come and want his autograph. And It's all right. It's okay, Larry. Well, I had my own encounter with Huey after 40-plus years. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland, Episode 35. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Hyland, Episode 35. Jim on the road at the Lucille Ball Museum in Jamestown. We'll explain what that's all about with Jim next week, Sheila. Good. All right. So I, I want to get down to brass tacks here. Okay. You got to tell me about your meetup with, with Huey. I'm at Clarion University. I'm at the college radio station. Gary Wright, remember Dreamweaver, mm -hmm. is the headliner. And this band called Clover from California is the warm-up act. I knew nothing about them except that at the show, I saw this harmonica player who happened to be Huey Lewis with real long hair. And he had this leather vest and five harmonicas and holsters on his hips. And 
I just thought, this is pretty cool. So I wanted to get an interview with the band, so I found their road manager. Never did get the interview, but I got a chance to finally talk to Huey at the Carnegie Science Center, and I started with the story of meeting Frank. He's my road manager, Frank Yeah, Martin. yeah. Frank Martin. He goes, all right, come to the hotel. I knocked on one door, and it was John McPhee wearing Mickey Mouse pajamas with the long hair. Didn't he eventually join the Doobie Brothers? Oh, he did. He's, he's musical director of the Doobies now, yeah. Right, so he goes, oh, they're all next door. So I got next door. I was so excited to do the interview, but you guys were all cutting up and laughing, and so I never got to interview you. Oh. So 40-plus years later, here, so here we, we are. are. Here we are. Yeah. So you want to know, how, how'd you like the show? I love the show. Okay, well, what, do you, what do you want to know about it? Here's our interview. Well, back then, I was going to ask Some you, of my lies are true. Did you, you like had, that? You had holsters with harmonicas, and you would, you would be... That's true. You know, and so a few years later, I'm working in radio in Florida, and MTV comes on, and they announce, here's Huey Lewis in the news, and I look, and I'm like, I know that guy. So That's I went amazing. back and got the picture... You cut your hair and became a superstar. You're the only guy that figured that out, as far as I can tell. <laughs> I don't know anybody else who recognized me from Clover, but there you go. I mean, Clover, we had we didn't enjoy a lot of success, to be honest. We released two records in England right in the midst of the punk explosion. That was a mistake. But I thought your harmonica play, being a fan, that was awesome. So happy for all your success. Fine, finally, I get to close the circle. And really interesting and fascinating that you are here in Pittsburgh. I know you spent a lot of time over the years periodically playing golf here when you came to perform, but Wings Over Water with our own Michael Keaton as the narrator is pretty cool. This whole concept is special to you now. Yeah, this is a cause that's very dear to me, conservation in general, but this film, Wings Over Water, is an incredible film, and it's about a place that most people don't know anything about. A huge place the size of Texas, encompasses five states, three Canadian provinces, home to 70% of all North American birds, the migratory birds, and it's really an important region. People know about the Serengeti, they know about the Amazon, they know about the Everglades, but nobody knows about the prairie potholes, and they are very, very important. And this film illustrates that, and it has a, a broader conservation message, of course, and brought uh, thanks to Ducks Unlimited and the Mellon uh, Foundation for bringing this all, but it's an incredible film and I hope everybody's going to see it because it makes you care and understand the importance of native species and, and conservation. And I really respect the fact that since you've lost your hearing and inability to do what you love and sing and perform, you've taken that and utilized your energy to help so many others. I mean, that's commendable because it has to be difficult. Like my New Jersey buddy Tico Torres says, what you got to do? I'm left with this situation and I can't play music, so I might as well do something that, uh, that you know, give back to help. And you've done that in a big way. Love you here in Pittsburgh. Hopefully there's some medical science down the road that'll restore your ability to sing because you've entertained a lot of people for a long time. So thank you, Huey. You bet. Hope that happens. Thanks. So officially I can say Huey Lewis and the local news. That's it. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. I'm so well obvious. Done. Well done. You are so obvious. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. Oh, it was uncool. Well, no, Larry, it's okay. Yeah. I, so I want to know what your impressions were overall of, of Huey. 40 years Well, later. when I found out the trauma that he went through with losing his ability to sing and perform for four years, you know, as you heard, he stayed in bed for three months, and it was his kids that got him out of the depression to move forward, and really his love for the outdoors that connected him to the people 
who have put on this conservation film, Wings Over Water, which is going to be all summer at the Rango's Omnimax Theater at the Carnegie Science Center, in his song, Power of Love. Think of the irony of that song and the message, The Power of Love. And hopefully he will get a chance to perform again. I hope so. That song has come full circle, hasn't it? You know, 40-some years later. But I didn't know what a big fan you were of Yui. Huge. I'll tell you, he was a gentleman... Really cool dude. He could have blown us off or not even participated in this. But he said it's what's keeping him going now because this is what he can do. And what's interesting, too, is to think about how moving into the the current and future generations, I mean, his music is lasting. Look at Brandon, 20 years old, and knows all about Huey Lewis. Yeah, it's remarkable. So that's my story, and I'm sticking to it full circle. Yes, I finally got an interview with Huey Lewis, which is really an homage to perseverance. Never give up. You never know if you hang in there long enough. All right. Before we go, though, I have to ask you, what's the one interview you really want to get and you haven't done it yet? You haven't gotten it. Oh, that's a great question because there's so many people I would like to talk to. I had a chance at one point to do a one-on-one with Paul McCartney. And he got sick. So I never got to interview Paul. I think that would be fascinating. It's still not too late. It's not. Do it, Larry. But I better hurry. How about you? You you know, as an anchor woman and news person, you've interviewed a ton of people. Who would you like to interview? Maybe I'll set it up. That's a really good question, too. Who would I like to interview? I'd like to interview some people posthumously, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) currently, oh, that's a really good question. Oh, I think I'd like to interview Larry Richard. Yeah, I think he'd be fascinating. He could tell me so many stories about people he'd met. He's met. I'm sorry, we're out of time. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to sit down. Wouldn't it be, and I, I don't mean this any other way than it's just an honest, I would love to sit down and have dinner with Jesus. And I know he'd bring the wine. I He definitely would. Think about the conversation. What would you ask Jesus, if you had a chance face to face. Now, some people might say, you can do that anytime. I would ask him, what is the meaning of life? And on that note, Jim Cren will tell us <laughs> next episode when he returns from the Lucille Ball Comedy Museum in Jamestown, we'll be with artist Tom Mosser, who's got this big exhibit that's going to open on the 18th of June. So, Sheila... Larry. Thanks for hanging out with me. Absolutely. I love hanging out with you. And Jimmy, get back here soon. We miss you. Larry Richard, unfiltered with Jim Crenn most of the time, and Sheila Highland. Episode 35, want to thank Jim Petolsky from Face for Radio Productions. And want to thank Dick Roberts, our producer. Go to kdkradio.com. You can get the podcast there or download the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's a free download. Your access to a lot of great audio. Sheila, have a great summer. Hey, you too, Larry. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 